Welcome back to this episode of Riding the Walk with your still undisputed tag team champions of the podcast world. And this week, like I said in the first uh, the first podcast, I think it was Tuesday, we're uh, doing a little something different this week. We, we're doing a two-parter because well, we were at Bristol. Bristol deserves a two-episode. I agree with that. Yeah, so. I agree with that 100%. Um, so... For this episode, we're g- I'm going to get your thoughts on what you saw the race. Well, you know, I've already put out there what I saw and what I thought. I'm going to get your thoughts real quick on it and everything, and then we're going to go into story time. Yeah. And we have special guest. Yeah, Mama Jess is in the, yeah. in the in the the air quotes here studio. Hello. To uh, give us her take on mm-hmm. what it is to be at a NASCAR race with us. Something. <laughs> I mean, I've already told them we ended up half naked in the, in the parking lot, liquored up. So. You know, yeah. they know that much. Yeah, always. But, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's standard day. Yeah. I mean, anytime there's race cars. It comes and, with a mission. Yeah, it does. So, <laughs> so Unless what, you're... Well, never mind. Go ahead. I'll go ahead and you finish that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what did you think about the on-track stuff? What, what were your takeaways? Because normally we're watching it on TV. We don't get to see the whole track as it's going, you know. Like I talked about... Um, LaJoy leading 48 laps. He was the most laps led of a non-Toyota driver. Toyota led, I had the numbers. LaJoy was impressive. He, he was. did pretty good. Now, Until well, Joey Slogano got in his way. Right, yeah. yeah. Slogano needs to, he needs to either get it in gear or not. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that surprised me, him being one of the drivers to lose out of the chase. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not I was the not expecting that. Him or Harvick. I mean, Harvick's kind of, I'm a big fan of Harvick, but and a huge fan of Harvick, you know, but I want to see him do well, especially in his last year. Right. So it's kind of sad to see him do go out that early, but kind of expected to. And he still has a chance to win, but not not the playoffs not the or championship. a championship. Right. No, but he's I, he still has a chance race. to win a race or two, and you know, and he's one of them guys that could win anywhere. So except dirt, except dirt or road course. <laughs> 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 yeah, but. Uh, so, so my, I'll, I'll give you my first take on on Bristol is I'm ready for NASCAR to bring some cars back that you can pass with. Yeah. You know, yeah, there was a lot of fast cars. Larson was stupid fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaJoy was fast until all, all the Toyotas. he wasn't, you know. And, um, yeah, all the Toyotas were fast, except Kyle Busch, who I picked in the Fantasy League. Uh, what? Well, he's... <laughs> Yeah, he's a Chevy. He's yeah, a he's Chevy. a Chevy. Yeah, that, yeah. I know that's. Yeah, so. I figured you were going to say yeah. that's why yeah. he wasn't passed. But yeah, he he was. He needs to figure some stuff out, or I think he's going to be in these next four to fall out if he don't figure yeah. something out. He very well quick. could. Um, he might want to do it this week because it would suck to go to Talladega or the Roval needing to win. You know. Yeah. So um, I mean, it was an interesting race. Perfect day for a race. Perfect night for a race. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nice weather. Great company. Um, I'm just ready to get back to seeing some cars that can pass. Yeah, I, I want to see the Bristol of old. I mean, yeah. Bristol don't never put on a bad show, but at the same time, it's there just wasn't. It gets stagnant. Yes, you know, I think so. And if uh, if Mama Jess here wouldn't have been standing up taking her shirt off, there would have been no excitement at all for that <laughs> I, race. I know. You know I mean, I know it. <laughs> Had to keep you all awake. <laughs> so. Um, what else, what else did you see? What else did you think? Any other takeaways that you had? 
Not much. Not much. Not much. I, I was, I mean, impressed, but not happy about how fast Toyota was. Yeah. You know, I was expecting to see more out of Brad and Busher, um, being the, you know, two fastest Fords all year in mm -hmm. my, in my book. Um, I think I added it up. It was, um, LaJoy led 48 laps, Larson led 20, and Busher led one. Right. For like 69 laps. Everything else was Toyota. Yeah. And that's... It's crazy. I mean, I love I love paying my money to see a race at Bristol, but I hate it when there's a Toyota out front most of the time. Yeah. You know, kind of puts a damper on it. But it's still Bristol. Yeah. So. But, you know, it's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, uh, sometimes. You know, that's what... I mean, if the, we had the same four or five winners every, every week, it wouldn't be nearly as exciting, I guess. Yeah. But... I thought Ty Gibbs did a pretty good job, and I hate to admit that. Well, another one of them Toyotas. Yeah. You know, got to keep Grandpa happy. Grandpa Joe put him in a fast car. He was showing it off. So, good for him. Good for all of them. So, let's go to you. You got a flyover this time. I did. Her first flyover. Her first, first flyover. What did yeah. you think about it? It gave you cold chills. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. pretty cool. I, I tried to record it, but I was going through looking yesterday at what I recorded down there. Mm -hmm. I missed the whole thing. I mean, I was I was aimed at the sky, but you all you could see was a little, little little side wing there as it kind of went by. I missed the whole damn plane. Yeah, Mama Bert, Mama Bert, <laughs> Mama Bert. It was their first NASCAR race, period, and they both talked about how cool that flyover was. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, especially yeah. if like if you know it's coming and you're looking for it. It doesn't quite. I mean, it'll still put chills up your back. But if if like you're you're into the anthem, you know, and, and the and all that, and then all of a sudden you just hear the noise and you look up and there's a plane right above you. That just even more, you know, excitement. Yeah. And I think I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it kicks so. your kicks you right in the nuts and screams America at the same time. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. It was Michael Buffer. Oh, that was oh, awesome. Yeah, that that was, was cool. awesome. I didn't know he was, he was going to be there. No, none of us know. did. Yeah. And then I seen that he, he was going to be saying, well, you know what he's going to be saying right. because it's Michael Buffer. And I was like, holy crap right there. That's worth the price of admission, just that. So I got that on tape. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I will say, I, th I think next time, I, th I think what we ought to try to do is, based on prices, obviously, but I think we ought to try to get on the front stretch for the next time we go down there. We can do that. Just to see driver introductions and, yeah. you know, okay. see the burnout at the end of the race. Stuff yeah. like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. To, oh, yeah. But, you know, I've never looked at ticket prices on the front stretch either. But no, I think it'd be pretty cool, something to try out. They're not bad. I think they're a little bit more than the back stretch, but nothing unreasonable. You right. Know, so. Well, let's talk about what happened before the race. All right. It's story time. So what did you think, Jess? about everything anything everything yeah i'm going to tell you right now but i don't mean to cut you off but don't take this girl to the moonshine booth <laughs> holy crap yeah I, I didn't get to go but i heard as soon as you got back i heard oh my gosh <laughs> she went to the moonshine booth i was like you want to try a shot or two of moonshine you know because oh. it was all flavored moonshine out there she's like yeah sure i'll take some <laughs> so the the girl behind the, the counter there was like you know Step on up here. You want to try? You want to try a couple? You want to try them all? She says, "We'll try them all." Well, I didn't know that meant so many. 
well, this girl had 15 jars of, of moonshine sitting out there on the counter in front of her. And I was like, holy crap, you want to try all these? I thought she meant a select few, like she had five she was going to show us. Yeah, or you could pick your flavor. And, yeah. You know, she'll do three or four of them. No, but she meant all 15. Eight or nine deep. Was it, was, it like, was, it the, was it the Sugarlands moonshine or was it a different one? It no, it wasn't Sugarlands. Sugarlands was in the main... Just where it was yeah, last I, year. I'm just asking because I didn't know. I didn't I walk up there with you guys. So. I don't remember the name of it. Was it in the gravel to the left as soon as you went in? Yes. Okay, yeah. I've seen that one too. The so. Toyota area, yeah. yeah. It was over there. I mean, it, it's pretty good moonshine. Some um, of it was gross. Yeah, depending on what flavor, you know. They uh, have biscuit and gravy flavored? That'd be I didn't cool. see any of that. They did have dill pickle. They had bread and butter pickle. See, that pickle. don't sound good to me. Yeah. It tasted just like pickle juice. Right. I mean, I couldn't really taste the alcohol in it. It was just, it was, it was pickle juice. Um, it was probably yeah. one of the better ones was pickle juice. Yeah, I mean, they probably, were, probably made a fortune just selling pickle juice down there. Probably. <laughs> probably. probably. They, uh, I mean, there was some of them that I thought would be good that was not, like, um, I think cherry. I was expecting cherry flavored moonshine to taste decent. It, it I was looking really. forward to blackberry, and it was the worst one. Yeah, really? it was not very good. See, the, my guy that uh, that I talked to, mm-hmm. his blackberry is fantastic. Really? Yeah. I think because I had tried yours, and then went and tried those, that it it just didn't measure up. Yeah, we we ended up not taking all fifteen samples. We stopped mm-hmm. when we started getting to mocha and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This stuff, I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want no more. We didn't want jalapeno and mocha, and yeah. and the clear ones. I yeah. told her nothing. <laughs> yeah, she was. But she if was we, if we did, out. you know, the clear one would have been perfect for the next day. True. Right. But we right. also didn't have a whole a whole lot of time just to sit there and enjoy it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to get in and get out. Yeah. <laughs> that no, was probably to, my but... worst mistake of the day was the ten shots of moonshine. Well. I mean, you, there are you, no mistakes in Bristol. No, <laughs> no, none. Let's just start there. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, it, it just, um, I wouldn't say it was a mistake. It was just, you didn't realize that when you said you'd try all, it was all 15. Mm-hmm. But you took it like a champ. I did. You know? I took them all. Your mom took about five of them. Uh, that surprised me. Yeah, she stepped up there and got about four or five shots. She right actually likes. She actually liked the butterscotch mm-hmm. there at the campsite. Now, see, I never take. I, I never seen her take a shot of it at the. At I the think campsite. you were busy getting your ass handed to you by Sarah. Yeah, I probably was. Sarah so. was getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that okay, so let's let's get on that one because I know HR was just. He is wanting to know how the weekend went with cornhole he's wanting an investigation hr investigation done on this i want an investigation (laughs) done on this situation because let me tell you last year when we went and we played cornhole we didn't get beat we played i don't know how all day long everybody that came up and played we we won every game right so we got cocky right so we're talking we've been bragging for uh, a year almost a year you know it's like yeah because it was last year at the spring race and now we come here and we're and I'm thinking we ain't gonna get beat. I'm, I'm not gonna let that happen. And we were up there throwing around after we got parked and settled. You know, we started throwing, throwing the cornhole, and I was, I was doing pretty good. I think, I think we all were doing pretty good, decent. You know, um, I was very inconsistent this year. I could throw, get four on the board, one throw, and the next throw, 
get three off the board and one would get on it and fall off. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was actually doing better than I thought I you would. You were doing better than me at Because, I mean, I was airmailing at least one bag every, every time I threw. So I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I've got this. Well, and then we go walk around, and, and Mama gets me liquored up with the moonshine. And I come back, and I wasn't feeling bad. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't under the influence by any means. But there was something going on with how I was feeling. Because I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel silly. I didn't, I felt fine. I felt normal. But then you hung the banner to play us in cornhole when a t-shirt... <laughs> And there was a couple right next to us that just happened to park next to us. They were that Dave, Dave and Sarah. Sarah. Yes, yeah. they were from, um, I think they said Winston-Salem, Winston. North Carolina. Nice people. Excellent people. Yeah. Friendly as could be, you know. He's we offered them food. He, hell of a cook on that hibachi he had over there. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> offered us some food. We offered them, you know, and it was like that all day. And we just sat there and talked and whatnot. And, and he's seen the sign, and, and uh, he's like... My okay. Wife, my wife wants one of them shirts. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I talked to him for a second. I gave him a free koozie for being our neighbor. And he said, you got shirts over there? And I said, yeah, you can win one if you beat them at Cornhole. And then that's when I got nervous because he stood up and said, I can do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. He was very anxious to do that. Mm-hmm. And and nobody I'm else. I'm starting to wonder if Dave is even a NASCAR fan. I think he may have just <laughs> heard it? us on the podcast talking about Cornhole. And yeah. he showed up and he showed bought up a ticket. Up. And got a Just shirt. to come down there and be our ass at Cornell. Well, <laughs> and I don't know what happened, but I, I know he stepped up there and I heard him say, well, I'll do that right now. And he mm-hmm. stepped up there and I was I was waiting for for Sarah to step up there with him and we was going to play teams and that, that didn't happen. She was she was busy doing whatever she was doing and he stepped up there. and I One-on-one. Yeah, right. one-on-one. So I asked you or Bert if you all wanted to play. No, you all didn't want to play. So I said, okay. I'll take you. You got this. Yeah, I got this because I was hitting pretty good just a little while ago, right? We stepped up there and Dave just waxed my ass. Just (laughs) absolutely waxed my ass. And I didn't even have time to know what the hell was going on because my first three bags didn't even make it to the board. And I was like, what in the world is going on? (laughs) This this was not happening earlier. Right. But you also called and said that some somebody made us move, yeah, and we that, had to move the boards. I think topic. that's what yeah, it was. That's, that's a whole topic. Yeah. yeah, well, we're going to get to that one here <laughs> soon. But, uh, and, and so that's what I think it was. We had the boards got moved, and, and I, I wasn't hitting like I was earlier. I should have been. I mean, it's no excuse. I mean, I just, Dave just stepped up there and was like, first three bags right in the hole. Dun, yeah, he, dun, was, dun. he was there, he was there milling three out of four. Just about every throw. Yeah. I mean, and, he, and Sarah was, wasn't far behind him when she got up there to play, too, because you played him one-on-one. I played him one-on-one. I think Bert did, too, mm-hmm. one of them. And all, all three of us, me, you, and Bert, all three, lost. We didn't win a single game No, that day. No, not, nothing. Unless it was against each other. Like, you beat Bert. Yeah. You beat me, mm-hmm. you know. So but then the, Dave came along. And Dave and, and Sarah done. showed up, and... <laughs> Us three never won another game. No, you know, no, so and and Dave and Sarah are the cornhole champions until yeah, yeah, they, until next season. I, I hope we can see them again <laughs> next year. So and, and if if you're listening, Dave and Sarah, try to get back in that same parking spot because that's usually where we're at. Come look for us. We we need to play again. 
We'll practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. I'm already starting to practice. You know, I'm. I'm measuring it. I got to take measure. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I, I'm not saying I'm gonna beat Dave because he was pretty daggone good. Um. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna represent better than what I did. Because I. I didn't like that. But you know, I was. I was happy <laughs> to get to meet. Meet them both. They're very nice couple. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, even Sarah, I mean, she was nice as could be the oh, whole yeah. time she was kicking my butt in Cornhole. Yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> so, it was, uh, they got some shirts, they got some koozies, so that's, uh-huh. that's great for them and great for us. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So, what what all went on with that? Uh, the ground crew needs to get their shit together at Bristol. You know, I'll just start right there. Okay. That Go, started my day off bad. Go ahead and roll yeah. this out. Should we start from the beginning? So, we rolled into the parking lot. First and second, like we do every year. Yeah, 6 a.m. Well, usually first, because we're in the same vehicle. Mm-hmm. This year is first and second. We mm-hmm. had other people, so we took two vehicles. So, trying to get our plans together on where to park, because we always park in the same area. Well, but, we, we rolled in at 6 in the morning, like we normally do, and there's never been a problem. They hand us a ticket to put on our dash yep. that shows that we paid for our parking, and we go on down there and we set up. Well, this year we rolled in at 6 a.m. and the guy was like, "Well, we're not taking any parking until nine. I, That's the first. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know that, so we told yeah. him. It was like, "Sorry, man. You know, we just drove six hours and we didn't understand. We didn't know." He was nice. He's and there was no, people in the in the yeah, grass lot this year, and that's been a first for us too. Yeah, you know. So. so I mean, they were nice and they they let us on in. Um, I really didn't know if they were going to do that, but they let us both on in, and then we're down there, and we're trying to decide where we're going to park at, because there's lines on the grass now. Right. There's yellow lines and white lines, so we're trying to do the right thing and stay where we're supposed to stay. But we've also got two vehicles. we got to have enough room to set up our canopy. we got to have enough room to throw our cornhole, mm-hmm. set up our grill, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So we're trying to figure all this shit out on the fly. So we moved to a couple different spots, try them out. And Troy shows up. Well, I walked up there because I wanted to make sure we're doing it right. I didn't want to set all this stuff up and then a half hour later somebody comes and says, you got to move and take it all down and then we got to start all over. I didn't want want that. So I walked up there. But it still happened. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting to that part. Um, So we took the radios. I took one of them up there and I talked to somebody and I told him the situation and he's like, he didn't really know what to tell me. So he got... This big boy named Troy. Super and nice guy. Super nice guy. And um, so Troy was like, yeah, I'll ride down there and, and tell them. Because they were going to tell you to move. Because you had already moved over to a different spot. He turned her. He, he, he didn't so, tell me to move. So Troy jumps on this on this golf cart. And he's hauling down this little gravel hill. And I was getting ready to get on the golf cart with him to save me a walk. you know, Because it it's felt like a half mile walk even though I could maybe throw a rock and hit you but um so troy takes off down the hill and i'm stuck up there at the top of the hill and i'm like well I, I guess i'm gonna walk down there you know and i seen troy get about halfway to you and then he stops he saw, like, though, seeing me and bert down there is that what we was? figured he was like i ain't going to tell them by myself right <laughs> right because you're not a small guy no and bert's bigger than me and bert's bigger than you so <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a train conductor hat on. You don't mess with people that wear a train right. conductor hat at Bristol. You know what I mean? So so I start walking down there, and then Troy turns around. He, he's, he comes back, and he picks me up. 
He's, I'm sorry. He said, I thought you had that radio on you. I thought you was a new guy, you know. I was like, it ain't no big deal. Whatever, you know. So jump on my lap. Get me right down there. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't say that. He he almost did, but he he didn't say that. But um, so we get back down there, and he starts telling us, "Oh, you're fine. You know, you can park right here and set up. No big deal. Nobody's gonna park." But he told you. us to move from where we was at over in the overflow for the camping people upstairs right Right. Mm -hmm. so he told us we had to move back over there so that's that's fine now we explained to him the situation having two vehicles and everything we had to set up and we didn't want to tear it down and reset up exactly we told him so we told him our whole situation he was down there for about 20 30 minutes with us oh yeah Yeah. just chatting it up right so i told him i said you know the line is right here You know, you're telling me to park here. Is it okay to straddle that line with my truck? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Well, we don't want to move. Because there's no road. There wasn't a road there in front of us. Right. So, straddling it shouldn't have been a problem. So, we get set up, just like we are towed was okay. Everything's fine. Get all our shit done. I stay at the campsite, so everything's got an eye on it and there you guys and your mom and dad and mom and bird all walk up to check shit out mm-hmm. well about 30 minutes goes by and this guy shows up a different person from the grounds crew and says hey you gotta move did he have the red beard he had a beard but it, it wasn't the same one that you're thinking of okay. it, he had like a strawberry blonde it wasn't it wasn't the same one but they were pretty close because i thought it was him at first that might be the guy that i talked to initially up there and he said him. hey your truck you know i've had three people come up here and complain that they can't get out i said there ain't no fucking road there mm-hmm. you know and he's like well you can't you can't be over the line like that and i said well troy told me it was okay to park here and he said well I'm not going to get into all that, just in case they listen. So, basically, it turned into... (laughs) So, it was a back and forth. Right, it was a back and forth. Yeah. So, I was like, you know, I'm not cool moving. He said, well, you're going to have to move, but I'll help you move everything. Because it was a lot of shit to move. Mm -hmm. And he did. He helped me move it. And, you know, I'm... I'm not happy by this point. You right, because you're not, the only one down there. Right, but even more so, I'm not happy that one guy on the team t- says, hey, you're fine, and another guy on the team comes in there and says, no, you're not. Right. So get your shit together. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't like the lines this year. Everybody, It seemed everybody parked well without lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that was kind of where I was at. But anywho, we got everything moved, everything resituated. Um and 20 minutes after get everything moved some punk ass comes and pulls a little prius in there and blocks the road right where i moved from so i was like now i'm just looking for anybody on the grounds crew i'm like hey you know these Mm -hmm. motherfuckers need to move their shit yeah you know get this electric thing out of here if you're gonna make (laughs) me move you know we should have just picked it up and carried it over by the creek about pushing it but probably should have i think i think we could have moved that car probably ourselves. but anywho it was it was just one of the things that it didn't seem like the grounds crew had their shit together like they usually do i don't yeah. know if they had a bunch of new people or what but very disappointed with the way the whole grounds crew thing worked out yeah i mean usually every year we go it's from the time we pull in everything's rosy it's mm-hmm. great this year is a lot of work 
Yeah. A lot of back and forth. So. Yeah. And then, you know, they obviously wasn't keeping a very close eye on it during the race because when we left. Oh, that's a whole nother story right, right there. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a whole nother mess when we leave, you know, being blocked in and everything else. So, I mean, everyone on the grounds crew we did talk to talked about how they patrol the area, why the race is going on. Yeah. You know, and obviously that didn't happen. So. Yeah. Yeah, because when we came out of the race, there was a car or I think it was a truck or something in front of us that we had parked right behind to make it, you know, too wide. That way there was a road in front of them and then there was a road behind us so right. people could access. And uh, and it was great. Well, then I come out and then there's this big F-350 dually or something like that backed all the way up to my back bumper. I could not open the hatch of our SUV because it was so close. Mm-hmm. And we left a little bit early. Like 20 laps to go or something when we left. I mean, it was obvious, unless something major happened, it was going to finish like we were watching. But, uh, you know, the fireworks were going off as we were getting to the car. And I'm looking at this thinking, how in the hell am I going to get out of here? Because I don't want to. I left early because I don't want to get caught up in that three hour trip up the mountain and back down because we've been in that before and it sucks. Yeah. Um, But right then at that moment, that mountain was empty. I could shoot right up that mountain and be be gone. No, not with everybody blocking me in like that, especially as close as they were. I think if we were by ourselves, we'd have been waiting on that truck to Probably come back. Probably would have been. Whoever backed that truck in there, we'd have been having a conversation. It wouldn't have been pretty. Um, so, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how our night ended. Um we did get to, you know, one, one, usually every year we go down there, we, we try to walk up front before the race starts, hours before the race, and see who all we get to see. Yeah. And I seen Chase Elliott up there on the, on the stage doing his interview with him and everything like that. Just kept on walking because, I mean, it's not like he's in the championship, so ain't much there to hear. Um, but uh, did you guys get to see anybody when you walked up there? Um, we seen Larson. We no, s- no, not Larson. We Who seen Chase that? Elliott. We were standing there um, for the Chase Elliott interview. It was Kenny Irwin and somebody was talking to him. Or not Kenny Irwin, I'm sorry. It was Kenny, Kenny Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. I don't know why I said Kenny Irwin. Kenny Wallace and somebody else was interviewing Chase. And then when he left, it was um, Ty Gibbs and I think, was it Denny? Yes, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin and Ty Gibbs came out. That's who I was thinking of. We seen Denny Hamlin. After, yeah, after Chase. I forget who was up there before Chase. I don't know. I know after all the... Austin Dillon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I know it was before... It was was after um, the drivers come out on the stage to the Bristol crowd and do their interviews and stuff like that. Uh, Like, last last year or two years ago, we seen Joey Lugano in his racing suit coming through the crowd because it was right before the race. Well, just like like that, um, we try to walk up there and see who we can catch right before the race and and uh, get some thoughts and throw a few questions at them for our podcast and uh, this year was a first uh, we got to we didn't get to meet Bubba Wallace but we did get to uh, have some interaction with the 23XI racing team and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool oh yeah uh, nice people right really nice uh, I mean they They've improved a lot this year, and yeah. one thing that we had 
talked to him about, which I don't know if if uh, one of them or all of them or what listened to the podcast, but uh, we told him about RHR. Yeah, how he's a big fan. Right, of 23XI Racing. And Bubba Wallace. And Bubba Wallace. Oh, yeah. He's well, Bubba's biggest fan. But, you know, I mean, uh, it's no secret that when you go to these races that that's not the most popular team there. You right. Know? So they were they were very happy and excited to hear that they had a they had a big fan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was pretty cool getting to talk to them about that. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, <clears throat> they talked a lot longer than I thought they would. Yeah. Um, They asked our HR's name. Yeah. You told him. Yeah. I gave him his name. Told him he's been been a big Bubba fan for a few years now. Um, You know, just kind of answered their questions, and, you know, they've asked us a few questions, and we just kind of went back and forth with them for a little bit. But, yeah, they were nice people. Um, I think. uh, It'd been cool if HR could, could go. Yeah. You know, and oh, see those. That. Yeah, see those, and get to have those interactions with them. And yeah, you know, it'd be uh, he probably as big as a fan as he is, he probably could have got some merch. You know, because they they were pretty. They're pretty lenient with it. Pretty lenient and excited to hear that. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't hear that a lot that they got fans like that. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he's. Uh... I mean, you could throw a rock and hit a Chase Elliott fan, and I think you did. <laughs> I threw, I I threw cornhole did. bags against a couple of Chase Elliott fans, and, right. and, uh, and they Kyle, my butt. Kyle Larson fans are everywhere. Chase Elliott fans, you know, Kevin Harvick fans, Truex fans, but you know the the twenty three XI team was happy to hear that yeah. they had a huge and fan, they, and you know they were out there kind of showing off some merch and and passing out some free things here and there. Um, over in that Toyota section, but um, yeah, if uh, I wish HR could have been there to to see that and talk to him, because I think I think they would have treated him pretty good, considering he's such a fan, right? Like he is. But Mama, what you got? What? Give us a story that you have. I want I want to hear well, your stories. My stories. Well, at the actual race, I really got into the driver introductions more than I thought I would and seeing Harvick up there with his daughter and then you could tell that he almost choked up as he was leaving the stage that got to me like it made me shed a tear or two for him and I don't even know anything about him so just being in that atmosphere you just envelop it yeah yeah and when you when you spend you know and you can kind of put yourself in his shoes you know Mm -hmm. I mean this guy's dedicated his whole life to this his his wife and his wife comes from a racing family, you know, Richard Childress's daughter. You know, I mean, how much more of a racing family can you marry into? Yeah. So, I mean, th- this this atmosphere has been his whole life, and then he's got kids in this atmosphere as well. Yeah. And he's basically taking his last walk at Bristol. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the track of all tracks. I mean, that would be emotional. And he's know? pretty good there, normally. I mean, yeah. yeah. He wasn't this time, but Except normally. on dirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, w- I would love to do that again, just to listen to the Kevin Harvick radio while he's racing on dirt. <laughs> right. And there's not going to be dirt there next year, right? We've all learned. Yeah. Uh, so and I think that's probably for the better. Yeah, I, I think they need to just go to Eldora if they're going to do dirt. Mm-hmm. Just get an actual dirt track and and run it. I'm sure Tony you know? would give you a deal. You know I'm what I'm sure saying? he will. 
Yeah. I think that would be exciting to see, you know, see these And guys. something sad, too, you know, we learned, and Truex didn't seem to have a very good night right. at Bristol. And, I mean, it just, usually he's a top performer about anywhere you go. And surprisingly, you know, I mean, Jess is a Truex fan. My mom's a Truex fan. I and wonder it, why that is. Why is that? Why are you well, such a Truex fan? Something while you're about here? that beard, I think. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. That'll get him. Yeah, every time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, he wasn't running up front, and it seemed just like he was having an off night. You know, you're not used to seeing him have that kind of night at Bristol. And then it was learned Sunday morning that his longtime girlfriend of 18 years, Sherry Pollock, passed away from yeah. her cancer. Uh, now, I've seen that story on, on the uh, on the NASCAR.com. I did not realize that that was his girlfriend. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put that puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah, she was at every race. I mean, they broke up back in January, and you know they it was an amicable amicable split. You know, they both supported each other in their causes. They were still friends, but I mean, to be together for eighteen years, they never got married. But she was with him at all these races. Um, she had he had uh, the Martin Truex Foundation with the pediatric cancer. You know, the kids, and she headed all that up for him, yeah. and she she ran all that for him, and. Uh, just kind of a power couple in NASCAR, and both of them. I mean, I don't, I never met them, but just from being in the atmosphere and being a fan as long as I have been, they both seem like really good people. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't believe it in January when they announced they split. But then, you know, I mean, she's been in remission a couple times, and that was the last I heard was she was in remission, and then find out Sunday morning she passed away. It was a kind of a gut punch, you know, and yeah. it kind of made sense of why he wasn't having a good night, you know. Yeah. I mean, even if somebody had a bad split, which they didn't, that's 18 years that he spent with somebody that just passed away. Yeah, so, it's going to weigh on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then dumbass Danica, I don't know if you guys seen those headlines or not. but uh, mm -hmm. I've seen that she made comments, but I don't know well, what the comments were. Martin put out a, put out a statement on social media. And it was basically like, it wasn't a real emotional statement. It was standard, just kind of standard. But I think he was probably still processing everything and hadn't talked to a lot of people he needed to talk to about things yet. And probably didn't want to overstep and sound like, because they did split in January, probably didn't want to overstep and make it sound like they were still so much in love or something like that he was probably dealing with his own things right but it was a pretty standard message that he put out and danica fired out you know this is why i couldn't stand him i'm glad you're free from this poison now sherry and um just i mean just things like that i'm not quoting it 100 percent, but it was a. Uh, it was, you know, I think it started with this is one of the most distant and cold statements somebody could put out. And, I mean, it was just a really shitty thing to say, you know, in my eyes. Yeah. And to me, it, you know, if you want to say something like that to the man's face, you, go, you have all rights. But you don't have to reply to his... It's not her place statement. to reply. You know, I mean, anything, she really. wasn't. She wasn't there. 
you know, she was she knew about the eighteen years that they were together, but she wasn't there in that relationship. It wasn't none of her business. Mm-hmm. There could have been a million things that went on that she don't know about. I mean, and she obviously hadn't talked to him yet, but. It, at the end of it, it was like, this is exactly why I never liked him. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it was, to me, it was a low blow in somebody's low part, in their low period of their time, life, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, and where is she right now? Right. How many career wins does she have? Right. Yeah. She ain't How many contracts to, does she have? She ain't nobody to talk. Right. Um, well... I don't know. I mean, I never was a Danica fan. I always thought Danica was there just to sell merch. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was the only reason she yeah. was there. She that that was her money maker. Yeah. Um, if if she if she would have been a male in that sport, she'd have been out a long time before. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Period. True. Um, and you got Haley Deegan coming up. I hope she's. I hope Haley Deegan is not another Danica two I I think. And Danica's got skill in, like, the IndyCar. I mean, she did pretty good in IndyCar. I mean, what did she get? I think she got a couple. Did one she? or two. I know of at least one. <laughs> one. I, I think she got a couple. But I know of she got one. So, there's that. Um, Was it a rain delay? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I mean, Haley's going to come in and do a lot better than Danica did. I'll just say that right off the top. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've been watching... I've been taking note of Haley Deegan since she was in the, the, I don't know what do you call them the the trucks the like motocross, supercross oh, or whatever the, like the ball haul trucks yes, yeah. you know she's been in that I, I took note of her driving and she was damn good in those, and she was, probably a teenager early teens yeah kicking ass in those so, you know I've been kind of watching her change over to actual racing or stock car racing I should say not actual racing but. And I think she just needs to get an opportunity outside of the trucks because she started, what, one race last year in Xfinity. I think she finished 7th or 13th, something like that, um, which is better than most of her starts in the trucks. So It'll be interesting to see. And, I, and it seems like she's got that, that fire in her belly to want to do good. I, yeah, I think she and wants that, to that, shut up to a lot me, of critics. To me, that's what Danica was always missing. Yeah, Danica she just wanted was out, to punch somebody in the face. Danica yeah. was okay going out there and causing a big wreck and making laps, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas, I think Haley's got that passion to grab that flag at the end of the race. Yeah, you know? and so, I would like to see that. Yeah, you know, I mean, because I don't think she's the kind of person that's going to go out there and piss people off with her mouth, you know, like like Danica did, um, and has for a long time. Yeah, so hopefully she does all right, but. We'll see. So that got anything else to say about Saturday, Saturday night, as far as stories go? Um, anything else to touch on? I was impressed with how much your dad was purchasing things from the Hendrick trailer. He went, like he was in heaven. <laughs> he went crazy. He was, up there. Did he? Every like, time we walked away, he went back and got something else. I think he probably got four or five shirts. Yeah. I know he got two hats. Yeah. Like he was. He was like a kid in a candy store, and I was, well, I was happy to see but that. that. But yeah. that was his yeah. first NASCAR race, yeah. too. Oh, right? he, so, it, I mean, that was... it was. Watching watching my mom and dad was was fun, you know, because it was their first NASCAR race. I don't think my mom's ever been to a race 
bigger than Brownstown, you know? I mean, right. she's been to many, many, many tracks in her life, but she's never been to a Bristol, you know, a Bristol night race. That's, that's almost as big as it gets, yeah. you know? So to see her walking around and being, you know, smiling and happy and... Just see, see yeah, that just, atmosphere. Seeing her have that joy, and, and Dad is right there with her, just smiling, laughing, having fun. Hey, let's go get this. You know, he's, mm-hmm. As soon as he walks away from the from the Hendrick trailer, he's like, oh, I see that T-shirt, and he gets right back in line, and he wants to pick up that T-shirt, too, you know, because he's a Larson fan. My brother's a Larson fan. Um, so he was he was cleaning out the Hendrick trailer of, <laughs> of most of the Larson <laughs> merchandise. But uh, I, I was glad that... Jim and Cassie got to go to. I, I could tell they were having a good time, and you know, oh, mom, yeah. mom always said kind of the same thing that Bristol was a bucket list. What did she her. think of it after she she, come she back loved home? it? Yeah, she loved it. She ready to go back? Probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, as soon as we pulled back in the driveway, my dad says, "So when are we going to Talladega?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Be careful what you wish for, because <laughs> it might be sooner than you think." <laughs> right. It is in a couple weeks. Yeah, at the time. But he's so. a, he's already looking at RVs. Yeah, he went RV shopping just for this. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's ready to load us up in an RV and just head down and sit in the infield of Talladega for a few days. So I told him. I and, said, and I I I could tell. I mean, he was having a good time because his energy level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, you know, that was pretty great. And which was pretty good because when we went to bed Saturday night, I think we figured up we had been up for 42 hours straight. And they were hanging with us. They were doing pretty good. Yeah, they were doing pretty good. Um, He liked, like the next day when we were at the hotel, you know, just sitting out there in the courtyard of that hotel, just looking at the scenery of East Tennessee and, you know, the morning coffee and... And all that that went with it, just the whole everything wrapped into one. He was just, he was just having a good time, you know, just enjoying himself and the peacefulness of the moment, and mm-hmm. and all that was it was it was fun. It's good to see, you know. I liked all of us just sitting out there, just cutting it up, you yeah. know. Because, and I told him, I said, be, <laughs> before we ever got down there, they had never met Bert, and Bert can be the wildest one of the bunch. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you tell him he's not, he's going to prove you wrong. But um, I've had to pick his big ass up and put him in a car before. Oh. Shoot. Yeah, and get him in a passenger seat. How tall is Bert? About 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, probably 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's a big old boy. He, and Yeah, he ain't, he ain't a skinny, he ain't skinny six either. Five, right? <laughs> he's just an old country boy. Yeah. You know? But um, And I told him, I said, now, when you meet Bert... Be prepared for anything, because this guy will say anything, he will do anything, he might start dancing just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. <laughs> don't be surprised at what you see or hear from this man. Yeah, don't be, and, can't be sensitive around no, him. No, you can't be sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know when, uh, right before the race, shortly before the race started, yeah. you all were at, um, I think it was just a merchandise trailer. Yeah, we were just, getting a LaJoy t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. 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 I seen a LaJoy shirt and I said, I got to have that Corey LaJoy shirt. You did need one. I did. I did. And I'm happy I bought it. Um, But you and Bert stepped up to the trailer. Mm hmm. Because they were on sale. You buy two for 50 or it was something. So we were were making a deal between us. Mm hmm. And you were getting the LaJoy shirt 
and he was getting a, I think it was just a Chevrolet. Chevy 350 engine. Yeah, it had a, it had an engine on it, and it, it had some words and numbers and stuff like that. And I don't know what all it had on it, but uh, I know the next day when we were at the hotel, just standing there in the courtyard talking, your mom asked him, why did you get a Bubba Wallace shirt? And he was like, what? What are you talking about? She said, that Bubba Wallace shirt that you got, why did you get a Bubba Wallace shirt? Because uh, Bert is not a Bubba Wallace fan. No. Not at all. No. Because um, it's Toyota. Right. <laughs> and uh, he was just upset because he thought he'd gotten, or he thought that the guy in the merchandise trailer mm-hmm. gave him a Bubba Wallace shirt instead of the Chevy engine shirt that Chevy he got. Chevy 350 shirt, yeah. Yeah. So he was just, he was upset. He was distraught, which that's going to lead us to another <laughs> another story here in just a second. But uh, So we had to go, when we checked out, first thing we had to do was check on this shirt. Because, Still in the plastic wrap, but oh, there yeah. was orange numbers. On yeah, it. Yeah. It Blue was, had me convinced it was, it was bubble balls. It was, yeah, she swore she saw a two three on the shirt. It was shirt. an orange three two. It was six three two. Was the numbers on it? And she seen that orange three two, and probably just thought two three because yeah. I mean yeah. Bubba runs an orange number a lot. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and she had him convinced it was a Bubba Wallace shirt, and he was just getting so mad. That when we left the hotel, we had to get into that bag to see what that shirt was before we could leave. Yeah, because it was still in our car. I'm pretty sure that Bert was going to go back <laughs> and find that guy well, at the merchandise. Yeah. We, we were driving by there anyway when we left the right. hotel. So Yeah, so we left the hotel and we stayed in Kingsport. Um, I don't remember which hotel it was. It was a nice hotel. Marriott. Marriott. View or something. Marriott. Marriott. Yeah, right by a golf course. Yeah. Uh, so... It was a pretty nice hotel, but uh, after we left the hotel, we thought, well, we got to go back to the Greek restaurant because that's just tradition, and you don't mess with tradition. Right. right. So we wasn't able to make it on race day just because we need, basically, we need a golf cart to get over there because it's like a mile away from the track. It doesn't seem like that. You know, the first time we went, it felt like it was walking distance, but it's it's about a mile from the track. Yeah, and once you park and get set up, you don't want to get your own vehicle out again right. to yeah. do all that. So. so we just went back the next day, and we took, uh, Jess, you ate with us there last year, mm-hmm. but my mom and dad, your mom and Bert, had never been there before, so we wanted them to try it, and it was great. It's always we've, great. Ne- we've never had a bad experience there. The waitress was incredible. It's called yeah. Mad Greek. Yes, yeah. Mad Greek, and that's where we're going to eat all the time, either on race day or the day after, you know, one of the two. We're always going to stop in there, so we get there, we eat, and, you know, we've got a table, we've got seven people there. We're trying all kinds of different stuff. We're eating what we want to eat, and then we get ready to leave, and Bert has to use the restroom. And I had just come out of the restroom, and the ladies' room was very nice. I was thinking this is one of the best bathrooms I've been in. Mm-hmm. What happened after that? You go ahead and you tell this story. Um, well, I got back to the table, and Bert was coming out of the bathroom, and he just he looked distraught and like he had seen things that he will never forget. And it takes a lot for, to yeah. distraught Bert. Bert's seen a lot of things in his day. He just looked up at me and said, that is the worst bathroom I've ever seen in my life. And I said, mine was amazing. So He had not yet told me what the things he had seen at that point. Okay. So I'll let you go from there. Oh Well, I'm sitting at the table. I never went to the rest- restroom, so yeah, I don't I know. I've, I've never been in that restroom, so I can't validate if it's bad or good. But the whole restaurant's good, so I'm thinking, what, what in the world could be so bad with this bathroom? 
and Bert sits down, <clears throat> and the smells. The you you gotta know Bert, but Bert's never for a loss of words, you know, and he's always one of the most outgoing people you're ever gonna meet. But he sat down, put his hands on his head, and he's it's like he's thinking. He's, he started stuttering, and I thought. It's bad when Bert starts stuttering because he's he's traumatized. Yeah, he was. He's you, you, you're not gonna believe this. And somebody asked him, well, "What, what? That bad thing is just it's it's bad. Why? Why is it so bad?" And like Jess said, she said, "Well, that was the nicest bathroom I've ever seen. The smell. You ain't gonna believe. Flies. You ain't gonna believe what I saw in there. Now I'm interested. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> if he has never seen it before, right. it's gonna be pretty awesome. It's gotta be a story, right? <laughs> So he's sitting there, and he's shaking his head. Somebody, I ain't kidding you. And he's looking at us all in the eyes. I ain't kidding you. He puts his hands out there, and he says, Somebody, I, I, I'm telling you what, somebody took a dump right in the urinal. No, he said, somebody shit. shit well, yeah, urinal. Urinal. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> took a shit right in the urinal. <laughs> And I started laughing because, I mean, I've seen that a time or two in, in school or whatnot because, you know, we went to school with yahoos. But, I mean, I've seen that a time or two in my life, and I, it raises many questions. But, but Bert was just sitting there contemplating life at that moment, you know, because yeah. <laughs> apparently he has never seen a loaf in the urinal. And and he did. <laughs> and it traumatized him, and it was obvious. <laughs> well, that's what it, that was the first thing he talked about was how bad the smell was, you know, yeah. and... and Obviously, the smell's going to be bad when that loaf right. ain't sitting in the water. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it, it traumatized him, and he and I thought he's seen everything. But apparently, we found that line, you know, because Bird is, he's he's good with just about everything. He's very easy going with everything. But apparently, and like we've discussed on the ride home, apparently, we found that line with Bert. <laughs> <laughs> you take a dump in the urinal, uh, it's, over. it's over. Game over. <laughs> He ain't having none. Yeah, of you that. got some fucking problems. <laughs> yeah. So after after we go to the the Greek restaurant, I thought, okay, now now we're going to go where I was going to take you, and I gave you a few clues. Yeah, this was with, not a surprise that you guys come up with. That was. I gave you a few clues of of bagpipes, moonshine, and music, and. Uh, so we went, and I'm not going to give details on this place. I mean, I mean, there's there's information on the internet. If you want to go there, you do your own research and, and find it and, and all that. But we went to Copperhead Road. The original. The original from the Steve Earle song, Copperhead Road. Okay. And every real outlaw slash redneck, hillbilly, knows Copperhead Road. Yes. If you don't, you need to step up your game. Yes. Yes, you need because you can't to... get any one of the three titles till you do. Right, and and if you've never heard the song, Google it, listen to it. It's a pretty damn cool song. It's on my playlist. And it's a true story. And it's a true, yeah, story. true story. It's in Johnson County, Tennessee. You know, they went to the Mason Lodge and bought the Mountains. auction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Johnson County sheriff painted on the side of the car. All that. It's a real place. Copperhead Road is a real place. Although you may not be able to find it very easily. There is easy. no road signs. They're, they, they keep changed, stealing them, too. Yeah, they yeah. changed the name of it because people keep, kept stealing the signs. And, and I did see the documentary as well. Mm -hmm. and, and I was looking for mailboxes because one of the documentaries or something that I've seen showed quite a few mailboxes on that road still said 
you know, it had the, the house number and it said Copperhead Road. I only seen one mailbox on that road that said Copperhead Road. Right. And it was halfway covered with vines. So, <laughs> um, it was tough to see. There's no road sign. You won't know. If you're on it, you won't know it. Right. Because there's no way of knowing that and you're on it. And I will tell you this, too. You have to spend about three hours of your day driving around a lake. <laughs> to the get big to lake, it. yeah. That lake was beautiful. It was. It was. I wanted to fish it. Oh yeah, I could spend I could spend a week on that lake yeah. at least, you know, because yeah. it was it was a big beautiful lake. I wouldn't want a tube on it though, because there was a lot of trees sticking up in the yeah. water. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> but fishing it all week long, baby, mm-hmm. you know, so because you know there's some big ones in that. that so lake. so this road is only actually two miles long. Is that how long it was? Yeah, it didn't miles. feel like two miles. I didn't think it felt so like either. half a mile. Right, but. It was two mile. It's a two mile road, so we get to the end of it, and when we pull onto the road, you know, uh, Chad and Jess and his his parents are in one vehicle, and me and my mom and stepdad are in another vehicle behind them, and he radios to me, we're we're on Copperhead Road now, so we enjoy it, you know, and just take our time cruising down this road, and it's just it's a different feeling when you know you're on it, you know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a cool deal, so. I didn't know how long the road was when we pulled onto it, but we get to the end of it, we come up to a highway, and I radioed up to you, you remember, and I said, hey, is this it? He's like, yep. I was like, well, I was wanting to do something. We need to turn around. <laughs> so I backed into this. And I told you, I said, I'm going to let you take the lead, right. so that way you can pick your spot. Right. Yeah. Because there ain't nowhere to pull off on this road. No. I mean, you don't pull into somebody's driveway on this road. No. Because You never come turn. back from Copperhead Road. Well, the you law know, that's, don't. That's... The law don't. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you don't pull into somebody's driveway either. I'm, I'm smart enough to know that. Not you know? in the mountains of not, East Tennessee. Right. Not, not, do not down there. You don't do that. Right. You know, and that's another good reason you don't take pictures of their mailboxes. You don't you don't do that kind of stuff out of respect mm-hmm. and privacy. Mm-hmm. And you know, believe me, if, I mean if you if you want to take a chance and do something like that, and bullets start flying, nine one one isn't around the corner. No. There's no you cell know? service on that road. Whatsoever. No, right. <laughs> so I mean, you're on your own. So so I back into this half mud, half clay, half rock <laughs> driveway. And you guys turn around and come back, and we we head back down the opposite way we came. Mm-hmm. And about halfway down it, I think we we get I got to a place to where we was right in between the mountains. There was no driveways close. There was no bullshit around us. Nothing like that. So we just stop in the road. Mm-hmm. And that made my dad nervous. Did it? <laughs> Be careful! Don't pull off too much. There's a creek right over here. I'm all right, Dad. I got it. <laughs> We're well, Bert said the same thing. I was like, you want to get out and join us? He's like, no, I'm all right. And Mom's like, there, there's, there's got to be copperheads out here, Justin, if it's, <laughs> if it's called Copperhead Road. I noticed that none of the, you know. Right. So none I'm like, of the folks got no, out. they never got out. So me, you, and Jess get out. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to do on Copperhead Road is because what made the song famous was, you know, back in this time, Moonshine and made this road famous. Right. So, and some other things in verse two and verse three. Mm-hmm. So... You know, like anybody that knows me, you know, anytime I take my big cooler somewhere, I've usually got a couple jars in it. Yeah. And I wanted to stop and I wanted to take a couple swigs of my clear moonshine on the on real the deal Copperhead Road. Because yeah. how many people could say they've done that? Exactly. You know? exactly. So 
So you and I and Jess, we get out, Jess takes our pictures, you know, we're drinking moonshine on Copperhead Road in the middle of the day. And yeah. I, I mean, awesome. yeah. That's a story. You right. know? I mean, how many people in the world can say they've done that? Right. That's cool as hell. A lot of people that well, probably ain't alive anymore. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But, I mean, unless you live on or near, right. maybe they have, but I mean, we're, we're five, six out. Probably six hours away. Easy from, six hours, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was cool. Um, yeah. That was something that last time we were down in that area, we didn't even know it was there. We didn't know we didn't know it was a real place. And then I find out that it was real. So I was like, well, psh, next time we're down there, we're going to Copperhead Road just to say we've been on Copperhead Road. Right. And uh, and then you added to it with the moonshine. I was like. Psh, I mean, it's yeah, icing on I mean, the cake right there. Yeah, you know. So that was great. But, yeah, we do have pictures of that. Mm-hmm. We'll probably pictures. We'll probably post that. There ain't no house numbers or I mean, I think like we that. deserve a NASCAR ride after that. Because where did NASCAR come from? Moonshine. 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 So yeah. how many up-and-coming people in the NASCAR world can say, hey, I've, I've drove and drank moonshine on Coverhead Road? <laughs> <laughs> We didn't do it at the same time. No, no, we no. did at the same time. We got out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you, you gotta know, catch me in the act if you're gonna arrest me. So I'll say right, it. right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know everybody in the cars while we were getting that out of the cooler was nervous as hell. You know they had to be nervous as hell. I'm sure of it. I mean, I mean they were looking both ways for police or shotguns or something you know yeah pe- people in the area I yeah mean, locals right so i mean it's <laughs> but i think us being us i mean we probably had some guns pulled on us by the locals but we'd probably been sharing that jar oh yeah we two made minutes, friends two minutes into the conversation oh yeah we'd have made friends we they'd, got, they'd have been taking our picture well, for us you know just know when we get nervous just knows how to calm us down you know and as soon as she done that We'd all been friends. <laughs> so, what do you got? What else do you got, Jess? It, for some reason, it didn't even register that I should be nervous while we were there. Uh, it registered to been, me. Yeah. I didn't think about it. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, what if a car comes by? But we didn't see a car either direction that we were driving, so I was... I wasn't terribly worried about that. And at the same time, I kept thinking, these people that live on this road are probably used to this, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Because well, it's out there. Okay. I'm telling you, it's out there. Right. It, yeah, you're out it there. It is the boonies. Yeah, so. But technically, it was only 35 miles from the hotel, but up in the mountains, it took forever. <laughs> right. But So it's one, kind of one of them things of, let me ask you guys this. If And this is kind of my train of thought on the way I think is if you guys were going down Copperhead Road, knowing it was Copperhead Road, and you seen two vehicles pulled over on the side of the road, and a couple guys and a lady outside of the vehicle drinking out of a jar of moonshine, would you stop and say anything to them? No. No, I right. just thought it was cool. Right. I, yeah, we. <laughs> chances are people going to go right on by. And yeah. then, because if you do, I mean, then you got this six foot five fucker in the truck that ain't afraid to wrestle nobody and he and he got jim 
who get right. out and raise all kinds of hell with you yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. You know, so I mean, it wouldn't have turned out good for the law, the locals, or anybody to stop and say anything. So right, right. So you was nervous. No, I, I wasn't. She nervous. didn't realize it. She I didn't should have been. think about it. Mm. I just, just went with the flow, I guess. There you go. There it's you what go. you got to do. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're with us. I mean, we're gonna get you in some awkward because you know, situations. in all honesty, when it, whenever we's, whenever you'd said something about it that morning, you guys had said something to me at the, at the hotel about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My my brain immediately starts going. So, I'm like, I don't know anybody that could, anybody that I know has never been on Copperhead Road. Right. Now let's take it a step farther. Yeah. Okay. So. What can I do on Copperhead Road that nobody else has done, you know? And mm-hmm. and that's us. Yeah, you know, that's so. us. That's that's kind of how we that's how we travel, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're always looking for the weird places where we go. Yeah, I'm always looking for something cool. I mean, if we go to a certain area for this, I want to see a few cool things extra, you know. And then you being there, you're gonna add even more to that, so it just works out. Right. You know, and and now we've got a story that nobody around here has. Yep. We we can trump everybody. Yep, absolutely. We drank moonshine on Copperhead Road, real mountain made moonshine on Copperhead Road. Yeah, it came from Tennessee, as a matter of fact. I got my guy up here gets it from Tennessee. There we go. We took it back home and drank it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not too route. far, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was just cool as hell. You know, I I couldn't wait. I didn't want the race and all that to be over. But at the same time, once it was, it was like... What better way to finish up that weekend, you know? Right. I mean, and I'm going to tell you, we had to drive back at least... It felt like 45 minutes to get cell service to, to type in to find home. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we ended up going back around. And, and uh-huh. we got somewhere, I don't know if it was northern Tennessee or southern Kentucky, coming home. And we passed... It was when we went over at Lake... On the bridge, you know, uh-huh. that big lake. Uh-huh. Uh, we took that bridge straight across. And so, I mean, it was hours after. The one-lane bridge? No. No, this is like the halfway bridge. home. Yeah. This is like halfway home. Okay. And me and, you know, Mom's sitting in the back, me and Bert's up front. And I told Bert, I said, I'm about to, I said, I ought to get on the radio and said, we still going around that same fucking lake? <laughs> we said that too. I thought about yeah. it. <laughs> I said, I would tell him this is the same lake. They're going to get mad like, as hell. Like, you won't believe this. This is the same lake. Yeah. Yeah, but that lake down there, it, I don't remember the name of the lake, and I'm not even going to say it if I didn't I remember do. it. But, um, I remember. It, uh, it It went forever. It went mm-hmm. beautiful. Like I said, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful lake. A lot beautiful of, lake. Lot of uh, rentals on that, on that lake. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that Bert and I talked about was all the rentals around there. Oh, yeah. You, you know, because... That'd be pretty cool, you know. Like, when you and I went that first year, we just slept in the truck next right. to a dumpster. Uh, the following year, Jess goes, and she's like, I ain't having that shit. No, no. she's going to set so, us up in a hotel room right. and food and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. So that's that's perfect. We appreciate but, that. Absolutely. But how cool would that be next year to do a Airbnb? At the Copperhead Road. Right there. Right there by the lake. You know, like on a... On a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, and we fish, we drink, might go to a race, we might just stay there until the Saturday night race, you know, something like that. I'm good with that. Yeah, me too. Sounds good. So, <clears throat> Copperhead Road didn't scare you at all? No. No? 
Not have any cell service scared me on the way out trying to find my way home. Yeah, just because I didn't want to drive around that area for like an hour in circles. My yeah. my <laughs> my first time on Copperhead Road, it was it was really cool, you know, because it was daylight. You know, we could see everything around it. We could yeah. we could see our environment. But I would like to drive down Copperhead Road in the middle of the night <laughs> to see if you see any fires on the on the hillside. You know. Well, it was cloudy that day, and I tell you, some of them clouds looked like they were just skimming over top of the mountain. Some of them mm-hmm. clouds looked like they were coming up out of the mountain. It, so they like, did. Yeah, yeah, they did. This will melt some mountain huh? dew. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept pointing it out. I said, that one right there don't look like it's a cloud. <laughs> but I just you know. assumed all of it was people making moonshine. Yeah. Anytime we go by a mountain and there's low-hanging clouds, she just assumes it's moonshine makers. Mm-hmm. And it could be. Could be. You never know. A lot, of clear, a lot of clear streams around it. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, after what Bert saw at the restaurant, Uh-oh. and I still love the restaurant. I'm still thinking about it oh, today. Yeah. But I don't want to uh, eat in the bathroom. No. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that did become the running joke, at least in our car. Like, when your mom had to go to the bathroom or something, you would say, Mom's got to go take a dump in the urinal. Yeah. 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 She has to go drop a deuce in the urinal. <laughs> And that's going to be the running joke for <laughs> for years to come for Bert, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> when we was leaving the restaurant, and you said something about we was walking to the truck, the vehicles, mm-hmm. and you said something about oh that'll piss Bert off. I said wait, I said you really want to see Bert pissed off? Watch his face when I tell him I'm the one that shit in the <laughs> urinal. <laughs> I can just picture it now. <laughs> and. <laughs> Bert didn't hear none of this, right. you know, obviously, so when I got in the truck, he's like, what are you laughing at? And I, I told him what, what I'd said to you, and he just got to laughing about it, and I said, but, you know, really, that wouldn't be that bad of an idea, because when you flush a urinal, the water runs down the back of the urinal. Right. So, I mean, if you backed into a urinal, and you took a shit, that, and, and you reached back with your elbow and hit that handle, it's going to flush. I mean, it's going to be like a bidet running right down your back. Right. It's going to clean your crack. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So uh-huh. it's like, you just hit that, pull your trowel up, and hit the road. Good to go. It's not a bad idea, it's but it, it's a really shitty thing to do. No pun intended to the people that work there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah, I felt bad for I thought them. about that. I'd yeah. probably quit my job if they said, hey, you need to go clean, yeah, that, clean that, that out. Yeah, no. I think I'd just go ahead and clock out, yeah. come back tomorrow. See if I still had a job, because that's just one thing that I don't think I will ever do in my life. I can say that with confidence, you know. I, well, I mean, somebody had to go really. Somebody either had a really fucked up sense of humor, and yeah. I appreciate that, or somebody really had to go, and that one stall was taken. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And when you got to choose between a sink and a urinal, he made the better decision. Well, he made the better decision of the two, yes. But at the same time, if the if the stall is taken. And I don't know what this restroom looks like. I don't right? either. So I've never been in it. I'm, I'm assuming there's a urinal and then there's a stall. If the stall is taken and you decide this is the way it has to be, does it not cross your mind that whoever's in that stall might come out while you're, you're mid-pinch? I mean, if it's, if it's you know? i got to go now or it's, I'm dropping this shit in my pants, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to care. The girls' bathroom looks like our spare bathroom. Like there was, it even the decorations are about the same. Really? So I don't even know if there is a stall in that men's bathroom. Yeah, we don't either. We never. Yeah, we, I, I didn't go. We'd have to ask Bert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
He's he's too traumatized. We might, might not we remember. might have to get him on the next podcast. And <laughs> this, up, you know? this is definitely something that needs to be investigated. You know, because I mean, I, I've but the staff there's an awesome staff. Every oh, year yeah. we've been incredible. I mean, and, yeah, just a great staff. And Two thumbs up from me. Absolutely, and it's one of the things that like it's a really and again, no pun intended. That's a really shitty thing to do to the employees there. Yeah. You know, because somebody's got to clean that out. Yeah. I think it was probably left the day before somebody race day come in and as, did that. As bad as the smell traumatized yeah. Bert, it had to be in there for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, we it, got there pretty close to opening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were like there 20 early. minutes yeah. after they opened. Yeah. And the waitress that we had kind of reminded me of her cousin. Just, just the whole everything about this girl just looked exactly like her cousin. I thought, and I even told her that while we were sitting there. And uh, I thought she did an amazing job. And uh, I've never had a bad waitress there. Nope. Nope. Um, I'm still thinking about those egg rolls. They were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Uh, what? 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 Yeah, avocado. Avocado egg yeah. rolls. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I tell you what. Every time I go there, I'm gonna get the cheese sticks. Oh yeah. Every time. They're good. Mm-hmm. You can't beat them. I mean, I, I've always got the pizza, but I think uh, I, I keep saying I think I'm going to venture out from the pizza. But that pizza just so, when yeah, you're there. the pizza just hits home with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to consider myself a pizza connoisseur, right. you know. So it just. So what else is there? Anything that we're missing here? Any stories that we need to tell that we didn't tell yet? Mm-hmm. Not that I can think of. I don't think you said enough of how bad you lost at cornhole, but I mean. Oh, you're gonna bring that back up again. I I I, I worked I hard said making I, all those shirts and koozies. Hey, they they serve their purpose. If he they wouldn't did. have lost, nobody got one. That's true. Right? Exactly. So. You did an amazing job. And <laughs> she I, did. I told you that before we went, and I'll tell you that after we come back, you did an amazing job on all the shirts, all the koozies. And Dave did an amazing job of kicking my ass, and Sarah did an amazing job of kicking my ass. And collecting those shirts and koozies. Yes, yes. yes. They I mean, they felt bad for said, us. We're, we don't need we'll any just, more shirts. We'll just play for fun. <laughs> right. They it wore, wasn't really fun. And they for wore me. their shirts into the race. They did. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, well, we appreciated Dave and Sarah, and we hope that we get to see them again at some point but i don't know uh, if our reputation from the year before just succeeded us like everybody's like i ain't stopping to playing them guys they kicked our ass last i think year. that's what it was probably but maybe next year since they've seen seen all of us get our asses handed to us mm-hmm. maybe they'll be like hey i'm gonna stop and play these guys they don't know how to play yeah True. yeah these guys are easy right. pushovers well i'll be ready for next year and uh i, I can't say that i'm gonna beat dave um I think if I didn't have the moonshine, I think I would have handled Sarah all right. I think I would have probably beat her, maybe. Is that a challenge for next year? Yeah, man. It could be. But <laughs> Dave was pretty good. I'm going to have to practice up a little bit before I get, <laughs> get back to playing Dave. I think, we need to get, I think next quick. year, though, we need to get back to playing two-on-two. Two. Yeah. yeah. You know, we played a lot oh, of yeah. one-on-ones this year. I'm good uh, with that. A lot of walking That's, involved. Yeah. yeah well, I'm not a fan of... And somehow, I don't know, I ended up half naked. I don't know when that happened. Well, somebody said Sarah was going to Sarah was gonna win a shirt. And she might just win the shirt you got on. And I said, I don't ever. That's about the time I took my shirt off. I was like, I don't, I don't wear a shirt. No, I played shirtless. Been. 
I don't know. All I remember is I was getting my butt kicked. And ain't nobody going to take my Chase Briscoe shirt. This ain't going to happen. <laughs> and Bert said something about I couldn't see I couldn't see the hole straight, you know, mm-hmm. and and I needed some more some more uh some more of my liquid diet that I had that day. So he helped me out with that. You know, he he guided me in the right direction and by God I could not hit the hole anymore after that. Mm-hmm. All I know is they said it's time to go race and I had to put my clothes back you on. Had to put your clothes on. Yeah. I, yeah, it was it was tough. I was asked was many tough. times to remove my shirt, but I seen I mean, you a couple of times yeah. about ready to do that. Mm-hmm. I started to a few times. Yeah. I was hot. Yeah. Well, you'll have that. Always makes a good day better. Yep. That's true. Well, maybe next time. Yeah. You never know. Maybe we sit on the front stretch next year and Mark Truex comes out. I guarantee they'll come out then. (laughs) (laughs) It probably will be his retirement. It probably will be his retirement year. She'll have a one and a nine. Right. (laughs) On either side. I mean, what better way to... going to hit the wall. What better way to send him off (laughs) on his retirement year? There you go. There you go, Truex. You know, look for that in the the front stretch next year. It it, it may happen. Who knows? (laughs) So. I did get dressed twice in the parking lot. What? Yeah. Your mom, uh, I broke your mom in quick. Like, as soon as we got there, I changed clothes right in the parking lot. Well, I didn't have to do that. But (laughs) it go all right? Everything okay? Yeah. Did it have no issues? I'm sure some people seen some things. No looky-loos? It's whatever. They keep walking? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Keep on walking. (laughs) Why'd you have to do it twice? That's what I want to know. Um... I ch- once was tops and bottoms, so I was trying to hold a, a blanket <laughs> while I got dressed. Oh, okay. And then later on, I needed, I wanted to change my shirt. Okay. What? what well, why didn't you tell me? Hey, mm-hmm. I, I need to hold the curtain for me or yeah. something. Chad, you know? Bert, yeah. Justin, hey. come over here. Come over here. <laughs> it's a big blanket. You know, I mean, it was a big Bucky's blanket. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean. Now you know you've got plenty of support. Yep. So if you need it next time, just uh, just holler. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, let's see. I think I, I think that might be all of the stories that we have. I think. That's all I can remember. Yeah. If we think of something else, we'll be on next. Oh week's. yeah, we'll we'll include it next week. So, who do you think is going to win? Uh, Texas. Just wrap us up. Ryan Pretty Blaney. within the next ten minutes because they gotta go take a shit in the urinal. Okay. So. <laughs> well, for fantasy reasons, I'm hoping Ryan Blaney can do something. Um, but I tell you, Toyota's gonna be fast. It's just a matter of which one's gonna well, take the win. You know, you know, I took the 45 Redick. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a fast Toyota for at least two laps. Are we talking fantasy? Or are we just talking, talking Texas fa- preview? I'm talking fantasy. Okay. Now, that may have helped you. Along the way, because H.R. Scotty uh-huh. took Reddick as well, which yeah. I turned mine in on Tuesday. He right. turned his in on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to. And when he sent me this pick, he said, I'm going to take Reddick at Texas. Mm-hmm. It's my second time using. I sent back an emoji, that thinky face like this. You know the one I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like he's thinking. And Scott said, why are you sending me a thinking face emoji? I said, I don't know. I just hit an emoji and sent it. Oh, okay. 
Well, I wasn't going to tell him that you took him. I was going to. I was going to wait till after. That. I wasn't going to either because that's against the rules. <clears throat> right. You know, I'm not. I'm not right. one. I mean, everybody in the league and everybody listening to this podcast knows I've had a have had a fucking shit run right here in the last six seven weeks. So, I wasn't going to be the one to put it out there. Hey, I took Reddick. You might want to think of something different because mm-hmm. that's it's not how we roll. Right. So, I let. I let the dominoes fall the way they fall, mm-hmm. and, and he's the only person that took Reddick besides you. Right. So, <laughs> and and no offense to you, but I kind of hope your bad luck. I mean, you've already said that Scott and Chad, you're the man. You've already said. Yeah, that. yeah. So, with that out I, of the way, I have no chance of coming back. I mean, Hunter's complaining that he's in fifth spot and he's out of the chase, and I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up, dude. Cause, <laughs> he's know. only eleven spots out. <laughs> Or 11 points right, out. Right, 11 points out. You know, I, I got a 20 this week. What am I going to do? Oh I'm out. Gosh. I'm out, you know. But pages must have stuck together on right. that uh, almanac. But, yeah, I, I knew you took the 45, and then and I was looking at, at Scotty's um, drivers that he has available. And I told him, I said, I know who you're taking at Texas. And he didn't believe me. No, you don't. I said, I, I guarantee you I can predict who you're going to take at Texas. No, no, you, you sent don't. your prediction to me. Mm-hmm. I sent your you prediction right. to you just because if I told him, I didn't want him to change it, right? Just out of spite, because HR will do that with me. You know, he'll he'll change his pick just to prove me wrong. But um, but I, I I was able to guess it right, and little does he know, at this moment, I know who is taking a Talladega too. Yeah. I've got him penciled in for the rest of the year. I know who he's taking and when he's taking it. And I'm... I don't know if I want to say this or not. (laughs) Because I don't want bad karma coming my way. But I think I'm going to pass him somewhere around the Vegas Roval area. You don't think you'll pass him this week? You're only four points behind Well, I mean, I think Reddick's going to do pretty good. I think Reddick's going to do pretty good. I mean, with, with... I'm not and, making and no... normally he would, but I picked him this week. That, well, that means he's going to finish 20th or worse. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Because I've got two races but... in the 20s and four races in the 30s in the but last six weeks. And I've told Jess this, I don't know how many weeks ago I said this, but I want you to be my witness here, that I told her a few weeks ago, I said, you know, I'm not going to be talking no trash to HR, not. I'm going to talk a little bit because we have to. I'm not going to go over the top like I normally would, talking trash to HR just because every time I do, I get right there. And when we were tied just a few weeks and ago, and he pulls away, and then he pulls away, and and I think that in my mind that is karma for talking trash to him. He keeps getting that lead, so I'm I'm not talking trash until after that, it's how, over. How can that be true if he talks trash to you too? Karma Maybe he hasn't bit him. <laughs> Well, it did with That's the my end-of-the-year goal, is for karma to bite who it needs to bite in this situation. Well, I didn't you know do what I mean? shit. I didn't do shit. You know, <laughs> no, you haven't talked no shit. You just did no shit to nobody. I've got a good run of good luck coming. I should have. Yeah, you should have. And yeah. I'm hoping it waits till Talladega. I need it now. I need it now. If I'm well, going to even be close. I don't know if I can if I can get back up You've got to hit a winner every week. Right. And... Everybody and else has to. <laughs> you got to go from worst to first in about seven weeks. Right. That's going to be tough to do. It will. 
I mean, you're what, 106 it, points out from the lead. Right. That's if tough. anybody can do it, though. That's tough. But what I was thinking, I took I took Blaney because I'm thinking, okay, HR Scotty, he's going to take Reddick. I already knew that. So I'm going to go a different route. And I thought, when I think of Texas, I don't know why. He won th- the all-star race there. I think that's why I think of it, because yeah. he won that all-star race. In a year he couldn't win shit, he won the all-star race. And he is on Ford. I said, I'm going to take Ryan Blaney. You know, because he's he's a lot he's of still in the playoffs. Did. A lot of people took Blaney. Well, and that's that's what really aggravates me because I thought I was going out on a limb by picking Blaney, and I was going to be doing something that nobody else was going to be doing. I might be able to gain a few spots. I expected more Reddicks than Blaney. I Blaney's, did too. You know, I really did too. Well, you know? I'm all by myself up there. Who'd you take? Kozlowski. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> short track. Yeah, you know, mile and a half track. I mean, he's. RFK has been nothing to shy away from him. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you who I'm taking at Talladega. <clears throat> I'll go ahead and tell you who I'm taking, too. Because I'm not scared of the consequences. I'm taking Brad Kozlowski so at Talladega. I've, got, I've had it oh, penciled shit. in. I've had it I'm, penciled. A week, I'm a week short. <laughs> well, I'm going to see what you do with, with Reddick here. <laughs> if my luck turns if, this week. If, you, if your luck is still <laughs> well, bad. Well, I showed you my list that night that I come over... Uh-huh. And uh, watch the Darlington race with you guys. I think I showed you that list. I already had all my chase drivers penciled in, mm-hmm. and I've got Brad penciled in. Had him penciled in there at Talladega. I mean, he's got six wins there, and he's strong this year. He, yeah, yeah. And I've I've already burned Busher, so I'm taking Brad K at Talladega. Um, just off the top of my head, I don't know if Scotty still has Brad K available. I, think I don't think he does because that's not who I have him penciled in for at, at, at Talladega. Yeah, I think he's uh, burning. Yeah. But and we, I, I won't say who I think he's picking now because he'll change it. Yeah. So we got the we got Talladega and then we got the Charlotte Roval, <laughs> which on the Charlotte Roval they have announced this is the first road course of the year that they're bringing the stage breaks back in. What do you think about that? I mean, I'm glad... I'm glad they are. It adds a little bit more excitement to it, but to me, it should have been announced at the beginning of the year. Yes. This should be one of the things that we're going to change the rules on the fly. Right. Uh, That's, I and have I feel a like they're just it. doing it for the ratings. Uh, yeah. You know, because they did make that decision on the fly. So, it, it is what it is, <clears throat> and, you know, NASCAR's not going to be like, holy shit, you know, riding the wall. Them guys on Riding the Wall podcast said, just shit don't fly we better change it again you know that don't happen yet not yet but it will right right so i don't agree with the way it was done but it doesn't bother me that they're bringing them back i'm the same i think you know once they i don't think they should have changed the rules mid-season to say we're not going to be doing stage breaks to begin with because let's look at it from this point of view if we'd had stage breaks at indianapolis Michael McDowell wouldn't have won that race. That's true. You know. Um, I'm glad he did. Yeah. Because Chase Elliott would have won that race if we had stage breaks. Oh, yeah. I think so. Um, I just, I don't like the fact of, of changing the rules mid midway, you know. Um, we changed the rules once mid-season to say we're doing away with it. And it's not to say that those road courses were boring but 
It brought the best out in the drivers. Yes, the talent and the best car that day won. Right. Um, but at the same time... I think they've seen a ratings dip with the road courses, and they're trying to fix it. Yeah. I mean, for them to change it between the last road course race and now, that can be the only thing that that it was. Right. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be for ratings. And, and I'm fine with that. If that's how you want to go, let's do that. But let's do it all year. Right. It needs to be the same one way or the other all year long. Make the rule... Stick with it through the year. If it needs to be changed, we'll change it for next year. You know, that's that's just the way I feel about it. Okay. I don't, uh, I don't like that changing stuff mid-season. You know, so. but uh, yeah, I think Texas is going to be interesting. I think the Toyota is going to be fast. Watch out for watch out for Reddick. Come on, Reddick, turn my shit around. I think. Uh, Kyle Busch needs to be doing something if he wants to advance to the next four. Um, I think RFK. You got to watch for him though. Watch Brad out for RFK. Busher. Yeah. Watch out for Larson. I mean. Yeah. Any, anywhere. What's he finished? Like? He won Darlington. He finished fourth at uh, where was we? Second race. Kansas. He finished fourth at Kansas, and then he finished second at Bristol. Dude's on a roll. Yeah. I mean. He's hot. Dude's gonna win the championship this year if he keeps going like he's going. It's going to be tough to stop him. I'd but, like to see uh, RFK win it. Yeah. Well, you 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 made a big old <laughs> you made a big big thing about Ford winning 5 of the 10 in the playoffs. Yeah. You got some work to do there. Yeah. You got 7 got races, some, you got, need 5 Ford wins. I got a lot wins. of work. I got a lot of work to do this year, period, so. <laughs> yeah, let's just make true. it a let's make it a challenge. Um it's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. I think this is the race right here that's going to decide well, I don't know. It's not going to be the one that decides it because I you've think just it'll got be two. Talladega. Well, it's this is the race where the drivers have their they control their own destiny. Right. Yeah. You know, because Talladega is is throw a dart at the as, wall. As far as as far as drivers controlling their own destiny in the in the stage points and making it to the next round, this right here is where they need to do it. <clears throat> right. You know. So Talladega is going to be the one that. It's out of their hands completely, mm-hmm. but it's going to do the most for Fantasy League. Oh, yeah. It's going to totally so. shake some stuff up, and that's that's the fun part of it. Um, so that's about all I got. You got anything, Mama? No, I'm good. No, you've told all your stories that you can tell? Yeah. For well, any, anytime you want to tell some more stories, you just come on in here and start telling some stories on us. <laughs> okay. We'll validate or we'll, we'll, we'll make our case, you know. Sounds good. You need to get ready for Talladega because I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be in the mix next year. So I don't know if you'll. I'll be sleeping in the RV while you... you're cornhole. Well, I'm going to tell you right now if you're sleeping in the RV, you're not going to find us when you come out of the RV. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard telling where we're going to be. But uh... Hey, Chad, why you and Justin get them helium balloons tied to your belt loop? <laughs> So Jess can so find Jess us sometime tonight. Twenty foot. <laughs> pick them up. Like Twenty that. foot lead. Come yep. off of we're gonna have tattoos by who knows who. You know, yep. it, we're gonna have all kinds of stuff going on. We're gonna be passed down the ditch somewhere. But, <laughs> but that's our storytelling for Bristol. Um, we'll catch you next week after Texas. I'm sure it's gonna be crazy. Hopefully, hopefully Ryan Blaney can do something. I need that. Um, but. 
that'll do it for this week. If you're going to check out the races anywhere, you know, take somebody new. Always good, always good to get a good new face at the races, um, so we can pass it on to the to the next generation. So uh, that's about all we got for this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Right in the face. Oh, 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 oh,